Welcome to another Run Amok with Rex and Chuck Short. I'm Chuck. With me is Rex. Hello, hello. And with us is Nate. Ahoy. We've gathered together today to share some of our favorite Christmas memories, Christmas movies, what's on our Christmas wish lists. Say that five times fast, I dare you. And at the end of the episode, we'll cap it off by swapping some very spectacular New Year's resolutions. Mm, You have high hopes for this. Absolutely. All right. I have high hopes for everything I do because I have high standards. You You just have a lot of energy. I do. You do. Yeah. But that's good. We need that. On the Rex and Chuck... The Chuck brings the energy. Yeah. And the Rex brings something. Something else that's equally valuable. Yeah. I'm going to let you guys pick. Okay. Because there's a couple ways I could go here. Sure. Would you like me to start our discussion of Christmas memories with something very joyful or perhaps the most depressing Christmas story you've ever heard? Oh, my. (laughs) I think we should, in the spirit of the season, go with joyful. Okay. Well, that we was could, your call. We could touch the depressing. That was your call. No, That's we'll fine. go both. We'll All do right. both. Let's just start with joy. <laughs> okay. let's, let's build people up for a harder fall. All right. All right. Oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and when we share Christmas memories, let's do our best, if we can, to maybe like pick one like a nice nostalgic Christmas memory, and then one that's come upon us as adults. I'll go ahead and, and share one from when I was young, and it's really... It's one of the only like Christmas gift memories that I actually have. And I guess I just remember it stands out because it was such a surprise and it was so unexpected, but it also just the gift itself was something that I enjoyed for years and years and years and years and years. And as nerdy and lame as this is about to sound, it was actually a, a video game that I really, really wanted. As a kid, uh, you've probably never heard of it. It was called Earthbound. It's okay if you've never heard of it or seen Hmm. it, but it is a fantastic game. And if you can find it somewhere, I highly encourage you to try it out. But I just sort of like threw it out there once to my mom, totally not expecting her to remember, not even sure if I totally wanted it. And then Christmas morning, you know, I unwrap, I think, what was the last gift. I think they had set it aside because they wanted it to be the last thing. And I don't know, I opened it. And I just got this huge smile on my face. And I remember very specifically looking at my mother Hmm. and she was like on the edge of her seat watching me open it. Oh yeah. And sort of reacting to my excitement. Right. I think my dad had kind of like moved on to checking out his new slippers or sweater or whatever he had gotten that year. But, but my mom was very present in that moment. And the second I saw what it was, I got so excited that I, I just ran to her across our living room and threw my arms around her and just said, you know, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Like I wanted this so bad. Thank you. You know, I love you so much. And, and she, I think she might've teared up a little bit. I'm about to tear up. She that is super was, adorable. She was so in love with that moment and that expression of joy and, and gratitude from her young son. And, um, man, there's just something about that, that one moment that I still treasure to this day you know it might be because as things developed with our family dynamics a moment like that almost feels like impossible mm. now in some ways can't really recapture that yeah and and like my mom and i are actually probably closer now than we have ever been right like we relate to each other in ways that are so much deeper and more nuanced than we could have when i was a young man And we share a faith that this is really the first time in our lives together 
we've been Christians, <laughs> both of us, you know, mm-hmm. and she comes and hangs out at our church and she wants to be an ever increasing part of it. So it's like we connect on levels that we've never connected on before. Mm-hmm. So it's not like that moment would be impossible to capture again because our relationship is cold or anything. We're very close. But, you know, I probably don't have that childlike excitement that I had when I was, you know, seven yeah. or whatever. Uh-huh. And, you know, I'm not sure that there would be a gift that would get that kind of reaction out of 31-year-old Charles the same way it got out of seven-year-old Charles. A personal meet and greet with Metallica. Oh, <laughs> all right you might have caught me on that one so mom if you're listening um you know if you want if you want to hug like that again (laughs) on christmas day uh make that happen you know you know yeah just call up the biggest band of all time and see if they're busy um anytime in the next few months they don't live that far away for most of the year san francisco dude san francisco Uh, last time I was up there, I tried to Google like, where's their headquarters? You know? Yeah. And where's thought, the garage? Oh, you go drop in on it, but oh. it's, it's kept secret. Tell you what, I'll give them a call. Thanks. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, just go ahead and call up the record label that they own and yeah. you know, see what they're up to. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, that's like a cherished childhood Christmas memory. Part of it too, I think was just like, I can't believe she, like she remembered and somehow she got this, like, you know, because uh, it's not like it was something I was constantly telling them, like, I want this, I want this, I want this. I think I just threw it out there one mm-hmm. time because I had seen it at a friend's house and and she pulled it off. She went and found it and, you know, it was there on Christmas Day and I was just so overjoyed. And uh, so that's a pretty cherished Christmas memory. That's, a, that that's a good one. That's see, that's really cute and sweet. Like, yeah, that's a good memory to have. And I'm glad that you have that memory. Yeah. And I love you, Mom, if you're listening now or in the future. Sure, Thank you for that. So can't wait to do Christmas with you again this year. Oh. Yeah. Well, for me, the memory that really sticks with me was more of like a tradition. My dad had like all these like train sets. And there's like, I think there's like two like officially like all together had all the pieces train sets. And I was always, I would always get to pick one. And he'd let me put it together around the Christmas tree. And then, so like all the presents and stuff would have to be out of the way for this train, basically. But then that, and it's a little electric, like an electric set, you know, you like flip the switch and it goes around and it makes the noise or whatever. But like just having that is a really strong memory for me. Having Like laying down on the carpet, being under this tree and piecing together these train tracks. That's a huge memory for me. And, and knowing that like, it it was almost like a a father to son hand me down kind of thing at least that's how i saw it. it it was always still like his train track or his train set but the fact that i got to do it got to put it together got to be a part of it made it special to me yeah moments like that are so awesome where you get to integrate with one of your parents in something that that really is theirs but like they bring you into it yeah you they're know? like come along my child yeah <laughs> Have, enjoy this with me you kind of get to apprentice with them a little bit but you get to yeah. be part of that part of that joy part of that interest let me show you how to make the perfect oval track yeah, yeah. that's cool that's cool <laughs> it probably wasn't all that complicated but for yeah. a little you know six seven year old rex it was pretty fun mm-hmm. yeah sidebar question mm-hmm. you're a parent what in your life could you extend to your child to give her a similar moment 
I don't know yet, but like I feel like this Christmas, I was going to say this, but I feel like this Christmas is going to really jump up a notch over the last two cuz this will only be her third and the first one she was like one a month. Yeah. She wasn't a oh, one, yeah, she yeah, was like yeah. a month yeah. old. Duh. Yeah. The second one, she was one a little bit more than one and now she's well, is this her fourth one? Now I'm really confused. Well, this might be going her fourth by your Christmas. math. This would have to be the fourth one. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So this is her you fourth. You just didn't Christmas. count the first one. However, yeah. she is three now, and uh, much more engaged and excited. She decorated our tree. Yeah. She did the same thing at um, my parents' house. She helped decorate the tree there, and um, I think this is the first time she's going to realize: wait, those are presents under the tree, and we get to open those, and all of that's going to be new to her. Like. We did those things, but she wasn't really, like, cognizant of it. So this year is going to be fun. And it would be kind of fun to figure out maybe some sort of tradition to have. I, I haven't really thought of that. And I should. I should put some thought into that and figure out something. Yeah. Something that hopefully we can do every year. Something maybe her mom would want to be involved in, too, that we can just all of us do together. be really cool. Yeah. Well, I'll share with you one thing that... My brother and I keep this up to this day, but we owe it to our parents. Um, Christmas Eve, when I might have been four or five, my brother's five years older than I am, so he was nine or ten. <laughs> I guess throughout the year, every time one of us was with our parents and we saw a commercial for a girl's toy, we would say the same joke. We'd say, oh, you should get that for my brother. <laughs> you know. So Christmas Eve, we are begging our parents because we're like shaking with anticipation to open gifts yeah we're begging our parents just let us open one just let us open one and they said okay fine go find the gifts to each other which they had picked out right you know, we were not picking out gifts for each other yeah they said go find your gifts to each other you can open those they were barbie dolls awesome <laughs> and nice that started a tradition on christmas eve where my brother and i open gifts to each other yeah. on christmas is eve. it so still always like a really a girl's no toy, no no no, no now they're like real okay gifts. but christmas eve you open one gift yeah now We've i understand that. that's a tradition between siblings but perhaps you could find actually you know, we similar. we've done that like we for a while would do one present christmas eve with with my family and amanda got involved with that too now we just do christmas eve we do christmas christmas eve with my family yeah so because we've got so much family to get to in those yeah, like two days. Familiar. Yeah. Uh, so now we just do all of them at that house. So Araya's is going to grow up having like two Christmases every yeah, year. That's cool. Which is, I guess, a tradition in its own way. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I do like that. Uh, we'll find something. We'll figure it can out. I, can I take us in a different kind of direction for a second? Yeah. If we have the time. Rex, you and I both grew up in homes that separated. Yes. And in your situation, there were multiple, you know, remarriages, step parents that yes. floated in and out of the picture. Um, the marriages never happened, but on my end, similar scenarios where there were just different, you the know, years in partners that floated in and yeah. out of our lives over the years and things like that. How did that give a different shape to the way holidays were experienced? It did give it a different shape. I'm not sure how to describe the shape so much as to say, when well i'm just going to use the actual step parents and not like just the shorter things but one thing it did do is i actually gained some step brothers in the process um for a while 
Um, so that changes the whole Christmas dynamic. Like, oh, I'm not the only kid here. And then it also changes just different families, different places. Um, going to Colorado for like every winter for a good chunk of my life was because of one of my stepdads. His family was from like out there and they owned a cabin out there and we'd go. And so that definitely like had like a geographical impact. Get to know more people when you're in a mixed family, you know? I don't know. I, I don't think any of, at least in my experience, I don't think any of them had these like super big, unique Christmas traditions, though. It was really all pretty similar. Um, just, you know, the Christmas tree, the presents under it, gather with family, maybe you do a dinner, that kind of thing. Wasn't really much different than that. So I guess really the only big differences were the gaining of step siblings and then having. Christmas with siblings is just a big difference or um, just geographically going somewhere else that you've never been or wouldn't have normally gone to yeah for me what about for you uh yeah I mean it, it changed the dynamic quite a bit because all of a sudden there was this question of what are you gonna do Christmas day and visitation between my parents even though there was a set pattern of every other weekend was a lot more up in the air than that you know because some weekends just didn't work out and i don't know that they ever stuck to the rotation of holidays that they were really supposed to have in summer vacations and things like that Mm -hmm. some of that was i later learned for economic reasons but all of a sudden it was kind of up in the air of like yeah where am i gonna go (laughs) on christmas day you know and oh okay sometimes it was just out of my hands it's like oh you know your mom's gonna come pick you up you're gonna be over there but then other times it came upon me to like make make that call and Mm. that's a really tough call to make (laughs) because you know even though it's like well i'm gonna see both of them right they put some significance into where you wake up on christmas day where'd you go to bed on christmas eve you know Mm. who got to greet you for the first time on Christmas morning. Sure, sure. You know, so that that made it a very different experience. And and I guess there's sort of a stereotypical conversation that happens between children in separated homes where it's like, oh, well, at least now you get two Christmases. But it didn't. It <laughs> doesn't, doesn't quite. Yeah, no. it's not like all of a sudden I was rolling in presents. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, and I was probably one of the luckier kids. My parents actually worked really hard to keep everything con- equal. And uh, like I did the other, I did the other, every other week thing between my parents, and then they also worked really, really hard to get along. Like my parents didn't fight. Like yeah. once, once they were split, I'm sure that was part of the reason why they split. But after the fact, they really made sure to to be amiable with one another. Um, my my mom and my stepmom are actually pretty close. Like they talk to each other. They've been nice um, to one another and. Um, they work really hard to do what they think is best for me and for the family. So I've, I've been very lucky with that. Um, and it's been the same way I, I would say, you know, on, from my dad, like he's never like been upset by anybody. My mom has, you know, brought into the life, into my life, at least not that I've seen anyway, maybe there's stuff behind my back I don't know about, but they they worked really hard at that and they uh, they did provide multiple christmases as we do still to this day yeah like my 
why one side of my family has kind of made it our tradition now that we do do Christmas, Christmas Eve, and we do it all together so that we can have that dedicated time instead of trying to like split up Christmas Day into multiple events. Yeah. And which is a wonderful thing. It is. Sure. It's nice because it doesn't feel stressful. I don't, I've never, I don't remember ever feeling like, oh, I don't get to go here, wake up here, whatever. Like, that's not really how I experienced it. And that's because my parents worked so hard to, to make sure that that isn't how I felt. When they separated, it was very much about them just not needing to be together. But they both wanted to make sure that I was still, like, it's probably a big reason why I have kind of this skewed ego, but... They wanted to make sure that I felt important to them, to both of them, you know. Yeah. Like, and they never tried to put me in the middle of them, like pit me against the other parent. So that's I, why I was I'm so lucky. hard on you with Jim. By the way, Is it, nice, you're trying to nice. shrink that my ego. <laughs> trying to shrink your ego and grow you your muscles. Bro. Okay, yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. That's why you're screaming at me. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> why. Good stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, when my parents split up, man, it was so hard on both of them financially. I mean, my mom went through some real tough times, and my dad, too, real tough times after that. But, I mean, they did their best to try to provide something that had the semblance of, like, a contemporary Christmas celebration. And, you know, God bless them for that. But, yeah, it was never, like, the luxurious dual Christmas thing that a lot of kids think it is. Yeah, you know? sure. Um, but in any case... I didn't mean to take us down the road of <laughs> nostalgia and then depression uh, I told in you. any sense. But, uh, <laughs> it's good times. There's some cherished Christmas memories out there, oh, you sure, know, yeah. and, and yeah. but there's also the reality of where we came from. And, yeah. and hopefully, you know, now the people who hear that kind of know a little bit more about our backgrounds. What's, too, so. what's your worst Christmas memory? Oh, uh, the Christmas I woke up in Afghanistan. Of course. Uh, because it's a work day like any other day, you know. Yeah. The Taliban doesn't take the day off, so neither do we. Uh, they don't even observe Christmas, being Muslims. So, um, But that day was just particularly bad because I was, I was out on a mission at a just godforsaken outpost in the mountains of Afghanistan. And it was bitter cold. Not that I minded that so much, but... Cold never bothered me anyway. No. <laughs> Shut up. But, you know, so like we're surrounded by snow. The base had literally, it's not even proper to call it a base. The, the observation post I was on had frozen over. Like mm. the mud was frozen. Yeah. Okay. So there's tractors going around. You know, we have shovels. We're trying to dig out tracks so that the tractors can drive around and stuff because the ground itself needed to be you know, redone so that we could drive around and, and, and move around stuff on post. And I just remember at some point having the shovel in my hands and I actually slipped and I fell into the stupid frozen mud. And I just remember lying there and I'm thinking, Oh my God, this is Christmas day. <laughs> and here I am, uh, in the mud in this awful country yeah. that I hate and doing a job that I hate. Afghanistan is 11 and a half hours ahead and it's like mm. eight in the morning. So I'm thinking like, man, it's Christmas Eve back home. Yeah. yeah. And it's like seven 30 at night. They're mm -hmm. probably having coffee and, mm -hmm. <laughs> and I wish I could be with my brother to exchange gifts. Yeah. And man, they're going to go to bed in a few hours and they're going to wake up and it's going to be Christmas day. Mm -hmm. And here I am <laughs> in the mud. And then mm -hmm. someone fired a rocket into the post and 
totally changed the vibe of that day. But uh, oh, as far yeah. as worst Christmas days go, yeah, that's that's the worst one. Yeah, by I far. Don't, I don't think we can compete with that. Well, no. you know, I'm an ordinary guy with three years of extraordinary experiences. Yeah, that's I'm true. That's really what the military is. We are not icons. We are not yeah. born different. We are ordinary people put into extraordinary situations, and sometimes we respond in extraordinary ways. Well, I, I'm going to have to take you off this pedestal then. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to compete with that. Okay, go ahead. Go for it. I don't know. Take your it, best shot. Yeah. Just remember, I got someone else's best shot on Christmas Day. So. Yeah, nice. but they missed. They so. did. Nice. <laughs> Was anyone injured that day? Uh, no, but you know what? They shot the medical tent. Oh, so a lot of our medical supplies were blown up. Jerks. Yeah. And I think they knew it. I think yeah. they knew that was I mean, if I was them, I'd probably do the same thing. Yeah, strategically. It makes sense. Right? Good move. Yeah. <laughs> you know, got to admire the boldness. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. They can't. Take... <laughs> okay. All right. So one Christmas, we, the family, my mom and my stepfather and then my two stepbrothers, we all drove out to Colorado to the cabin, as I had said earlier. And it, I think it was right after Christmas. So this wasn't Christmas Day, but it was like our Christmas holiday, like our vacation for two weeks. And it had snowed and there's awesome snow in the backyard of this cabin. And there's a hill and it's a nice little hill. And at the very bottom of it, me and my brothers built a little bit of a ramp at jump at the bottom because you know we're a bunch of teenagers what are you what are you gonna do you gotta yeah. make it exciting right you can't just sled down a hill you gotta sled down the hill and then get some air so we've been doing this we're doing this for like an hour or so and and then my mom comes out and she goes what are you guys doing out here and we're like well we're sledding it's fun and she goes oh i want to try and we're like okay let's get her on there exciting like yeah mom's gonna you know have fun with us and we're you know on our vacation and this is awesome so she gets on and uh i I feel like i should have i should have known this but moms aren't built the same as as teenage boys right and so she she goes down this uh awesome little sled run we made oh boy hits that ramp she was going a little bit faster than us for reasons. Mm. And she gets some air and then she just slaps down hard on the ground, like just lands straight down. Ooh. And <sighs> like like just which part of her body like hit right first? on her butt. Right. Okay. So right. like right just slamming sitting down. So she didn't like flip like her over. tailbone. No. Right. It's tailbone, yeah. And it and it's like it was just like this straight up in the air and then down. Yeah. Right? And and then she lets out the most horrifying wail, cry, scream sound that no son ever wants to hear from their mother. And of course, me and my brothers are just like, I, I think we probably were like pale as ghosts. Like, oh my gosh, she's dying. You know, like, because you think the worst. And we run down there and she's just crying and freaking out. And she's like, go get, go get my stepdad. And, um, uh, and so we race out there and he shows up and they're like, we got to call 911. She can't even, like, she can't get up and she's in too much pain. And long story short, ambulance shows up. They take her to the hospital. She broke her back. Oh. <laughs> so that is, that is my, my worst 
Christmas story. Did you now, guys feel responsible? Yes. Oh. Felt so responsible. We I might, might rather be shot at. We, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. We built this thing. We encouraged her to go on it. We told her it'd be awesome. And it was so not awesome. So, yeah, that's, that's my worst Christmas. Well stated. All right. Favorite yeah. Christmas movie. We'll do a round table on this. Yes. Just name what it is. Take 30 seconds to tell us why. Go Rex. Take 60 seconds. Go Rex. Oh, I'm first. Okay. Favorite Christmas movie is probably Jingle All the Way. Because how can you not love Arnold Schwarzenegger just fighting his way through that Christmas craziness to get I'm not that- a pervert. I just wanted Turbo Man doll. <laughs> yes. Just going against like that crazy gotta get that special toy which is like this whole thing that like marketing is just made into like oh yeah uh, what, is, what is it called like um just having like high demand low pandemonium yeah, yeah. Um, frenzies yeah but the, like they're intentionally like creating oh, yeah. low supply yeah. and generating this high demand for these toys yeah. and this is like a thing that started in like the 70s or artificial 80s. demand yeah but like it's a big deal and it's hilarious to watch yeah. Arnold just do this best acting and yeah. and decimate these other shoppers but also very comically have a hard time of it and then the neighbor I, I don't remember his name but the neighbor who was like the whole time like hitting yeah. on his wife and they present that in such a weird way yeah <laughs> it was an odd oh, these cookies are so good <laughs> it's a good movie alright that's mine put that cookie down <laughs> Yeah, I remember. We all that. might have a whole episode dedicated to Schwarzenegger impressions. Nah, we don't. Those are my no. cookies. Yes. <laughs> but at least we'll have it on the uh, on the short. All right, so jingle all the way, Nate. Uh, let's see. I there's a couple like my wife and I had this sort of a tradition to watch a certain series of Christmas movies um, just together, and I think out of those, my favorite is probably still Home Alone. Um, it's a classic, uh, yeah. you know, you can, as a kid, you can imagine yourself being that, being Kevin, you know, being that in that exact situation and being awesome, of course. Right. Um, and, but also it, it's this weird thing where you, you're watching Joe Pesci and if you've watched his other movies, you know how much of a bad guy he can yeah. be. And so you're watching him try to sort of contain himself in this very, <laughs> this very restrained, very like kid friendly role. But he, but you know that he has it in him to be so much worse than he is being to this kid. And it's just it's something about that is very interesting to watch as an as an adult, you know, to appreciate. Right. Yeah. But that's gosh, I, I do love Home Alone. Yeah, and to and stay. number so two many, as well. Cl- well. The New York, in New York, yeah, yeah. yeah. nothing. Donald after Trump that. was in that yeah. one. He was, right. yeah, very briefly. Yeah, he's yeah. he's got an IMDb credit. You know, I'm okay. sure he has his SAG after card, SAG after whatever it is. <laughs> but the first one, so it's held up by so many classic performances. Joe Pesci's is among them, um, but also his partner, yeah, and the mom, yes, the mother. Um, oh, God, she sells that role so bad. Oh yeah. yeah. And and I mean, and to this day, to be hundred percent honest, the moment when she turns around and she and Kevin see each other for the first yeah. time, and he smiles yeah. at her, and they run together and they hug. It's beautiful. I. It's like when you got your game. I'll cry at that oh, yeah. moment, yeah. and then I'll cry again when he looks across the street and there's the old man right. reuniting with his exactly yeah. son and his granddaughter, and oh man, 
Very feel good. It's just yeah. such a wonderful movie. Yeah. John Candy. Yes. Very short lived, but right. classic right, performance right. as the polka guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, was, he was wonderful. Hey, give me polka. Yeah. Polka, polka, polka. Yeah. Polka you know. twist. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. He's, he's in it very briefly, it's but so, it's yeah, so good. He it tells that story about it really is. leaving his son at the mortuary. Yes. He goes, well, he got over it a yeah, few years yeah. later. Kids Remember are resilient. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so beautiful. Yeah. Uh, it's a wonderful movie. Uh, I love Home Alone. Might have actually been my answer if you didn't say it, but I'll, I'll try to think of a different one. Uh, honestly, if it wasn't going to be Home Alone, it was going to be Charlie Brown Christmas. Oh, how could how could it not be? You know, hmm. uh, Charles Schultz's Christian faith glows through that movie in the the little narrative about the commercialization of Christmas, which I have to imagine because Peanuts is so classic. I have to imagine Charlie Brown Christmas might be one of the first Christmas productions to take that on as a theme because it's not recent. (laughs) I mean, maybe Nate can find out what year it was Mm. produced for us, but it's old. It's old as dirt old. It is. Um, is And it tackles that, you know, Snoopy, the dog wins a Christmas decorating contest and Charlie Brown walks out and sees the award. And he actually says something about like, I can't believe my dog is participating in the commercialization yeah. of Christmas. 1965 is what it says. Yeah. Wow. How forward thinking was that? Yeah. Uh, and then there's the whole narrative about buying the smallest, ugliest tree, but loving it into something beautiful. Yeah. You know? Um, and then of course there's the probably climax of the whole thing where someone might be Charlie Brown himself says, well, what's the meaning of Christmas? And Linus walks out onto the stage at the school play blanket in hand and quotes from Luke chapter two, you know, born this day in the city of David unto you as a savior. And then he walks back to Charlie Brown and he says, and that Charlie Brown is the meaning of Christmas. Hmm. And it's, man, it's beautiful. And then he understands. Yeah. And then all the kids, you know, at the end, I think it's, Oh, Holy night. They sing Mm. as the camera pans out. Yeah, I think you're right. And shows them all on the ice rink singing Mm -hmm. together. And, you know, it's, it's a cartoon, Mm -hmm. um, the very old cartoon, but, but man, it is, it still holds up as a Christmas movie. All right. Um, and finally, to put a nice little cap on this episode, as we look towards the end of the year, a week after Christmas, of course, is New Year's. And we thought we'd share some New Year's resolutions from the crew here at Run Amok with Rex and Chuck. All right, I'll go first. I know I joked earlier and I said my New Year's resolution was gains. Still kind of is, mm-hmm. but that's not a New Year's resolution. I'm already working on it. Yeah, so it's kind of nothing new. It's going to be gains in a different way. Oh, no. Spiritual muscle. Ooh. Oh. Um, he goes there. I really am. No, no, no. I mean, it's it's 2020. Sure. Right? A lot of things in my life have changed. I'm out of the seminary now. Right? I'm in more, in an ever-growing leadership role at our church. Um, the time for excuses about why I I don't or can't do daily, and I mean daily, biblical study, including a little bit of journaling along with the reading, is over. And 2020 is the year I have to remedy that. So that's great. That's my New Year's resolution: spiritual gains. Mm-hmm. If there's anything I can do to help you with that, encourage you with that, let me know, and I'll try to pray for me. I'll do yeah. that. Yeah. You can sure. send me a text every day and ask me what I read. Every That's day? That's what I do to people. So, nice, like, nice. nine o'clock. Sup, dog? What'd you read? 9 p.m. <laughs> p.m. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. 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 Nine in the morning. <laughs> are you even awake at nine in the morning? Yes. Some of us are. Come on. 
What do you think? Who do you think you're talking to? I don't know, man. You look pretty lazy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Look, let's not return return to our discussion. All this rage rage talk we had earlier, I just want to fight you. I will leap across this table. (laughs) (laughs) I will die. (laughs) Uh, All right, Rex, go. Okay, my New Year's. Oh, it's not too dissimilar from yours. I'm not looking necessarily for spiritual growth, but I do want to grow myself as a leader. I, I think that I allow myself too many excuses as well when it comes to um, maybe facilitating things for the teams that I run. I, I want to be able to be a little bit more open to ideas uh, instead of thinking how something can't happen because I don't have the time. I want to try to be more like, well, how can I make it happen because I don't have the time you know, how do, how do I fit that? How do I better plan ahead, better schedule? Um, I was talking to Fred about this just the other day, and actually we were talking about something completely different, and he happened to slip in. He's like, man, I wish that you did better scheduling. And I was like, man, maybe not necessarily in what we were talking about specifically, but in general, I should be better at that. And, and I want to lead better through that, because I know that if I can schedule it, make it fit into my time, that I can do more. And yeah. I've had ups and downs in this before, so mm. it's not like completely new territory. Yeah. But I want to I want to do better. Yeah. That's Well, let's do it together. I like it. Yeah. Okay. It's it's something and I, you know, I actually feel like terrible talking about it right now because like I treat working out like it's it's something I just have to do. I have to do it today. Mm-hmm. Whether I want to do it or not, I have to do it. You got to wash the dishes, right? You got to eat. You got to sleep. You got to go to work got to go to the gym yeah hmm. and for some reason i just i guess i've never wanted to treat like biblical study that way because it's like well it's not something i should have to do i should want to do this right mm. and i do want to do it but i got to treat it like a priority like that it does require discipline got to do the dishes got to do the laundry got to go to work got to work out got to read the bible yeah yeah got to make it a habit yeah we can definitely help each other and pray go. for each other, hold each other accountable. Yes, sir. <laughs> you can't see it right now Use. if you're listening, but they are shaking hands <laughs> like bros. I wanted to say a line from a yeah, movie. Yeah, no, I know. I, I think I we were all thinking it, making yeah. promise to each other. It's good. Nate, I like it. Go. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I don't normally do New Year's resolutions uh, just as a personal preference, but. Um, I think what I would like to try to do is just to be a better, more available, more conscientious friend to those people Mm -hmm. I consider friends, just because, and of course, you guys know that I lost my wife uh, in October of 2018. Um, Not everybody on the podcast knows that uh, until now, but it's obviously had a lot of different effects on my life and the way I do things and the way I interact with people, but um, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to... uh, make that better and that's what i would like to do next year as well is continue to do that um better well look to us to help you with that as well yeah like, for sure i mean not that we're going to be like hey you need to be that for us but I got um you. if you feel like you're wanting to do something or need even just a bouncing board for mm-hmm. some ideas you have like, yeah definitely hit us up we're here for that for sure yeah well, let me close this episode by saying, you know, the end of the year is a time that we often 
emphasize gratitude and relationships and fellowship. And in the spirit of that, I just want to say that I am deeply grateful for the friendship and fellowship we've enjoyed through doing this show so far. And um, I think we really are all a little bit closer because of it. We've certainly Mm -hmm. spent more time together. Um, And I just, I love doing this and I love the relationship that we all share. Amen to that. Mm -hmm. With that said, Thank you for listening. Feel free to check us out online at RARCpodcast.com and follow us on social media, RARC Podcast, on all of the world's leading social media platforms, including Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Yes, sir. You can also subscribe to us using any of the world's popular podcasting apps, including Google Play, Spotify, and Apple iTunes, or other podcasting apps. I, for instance, prefer Podcast Addict, available on the Play Store. Mm -hmm. Thank you all so much for listening, and we We will be with you again soon. And happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and, well, probably Happy New Year, although we might record before then. Yeah. Either way. We'll see you all again soon. Thank you so much for tuning in. Again, feel free to like, follow, share, subscribe, and anything else the Spirit leads you to do.